Independent Senator and power broker Nick Xenophon has vowed to continue his battle against gambling. These figures show Australia tops the world in gambling losses. The average Australian who gambles loses $1,279 a year. And increasingly, that's via online sports betting sites. The ABC's National Sports Editor, David Mark, has more. G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. G'day you mob, welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. Whether it's your first time listening to this podcast, guys, in which case, big welcome. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast and take your English to the next level. Or you are a long-time listener from the very beginning, back in, I think, 2015, a few years back, three years back when I started. Big thanks to you as well. I really, really appreciate um, that you've stayed with me this whole time. And I keep getting emails from people who obviously I've never met, but who say, you know, I've been following you since the very beginning. And it really means a lot to me when you guys send me those emails to say g'day, um, to tell me your story, to tell me how long you've been listening to the podcast, because- even though you guys hear me all the time when I'm talking or I'm in videos, I don't get to hear from you guys unless you send me an email. So, don't ever feel like you can't do that. I, I really do appreciate that, guys. And if you're curious, my email is Podcast at gmail.com. So, feel free to always send me a message, give me feedback, just say g'day, ask me questions. I'm always available and I always try and reply to as many emails as I can. Anyway, guys, this is the Aussie English Podcast. Obviously, it's brought to you by the Aussie English Classroom and that is at the Aussie English classroom.com. This is the website where for these expression episodes, I have a classroom, right? So, I have an online classroom where I upload bonus content for these expression episodes specifically designed for students who want to study and who want to improve their Australian English or English in general as quickly as possible. And so, I have quizzes, I have vocab lists and videos explaining complicated vocab from each of these episodes, complicated expressions, and then also challenges like creating short videos to share in the Aussie English Classroom Facebook group. So, get in there and give that a go, guys, if you haven't already. It's a dollar for the first month, theaussieenglishclassroom.com. And also, if you're just the sort of student who doesn't have that much time to spend on studying at the moment and you're just interested in the transcripts and the MP3s, remember you can go to the Aussie English podcast.com and sign up there for a very small fee. It's about the cost of a coffee a month in order to get all the transcripts and MP3s every single week. Anyway, 
Today's movie scene, guys. Today's movie scene was from a story from ABC News a few years back in 2016, and it was obviously on gambling in Australia. So, this is quite often a contentious issue that comes up in the news in Australia, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But yeah, Nick Xenophon, who was mentioned at the start there, is an Australian poly an Australian politician who's always fighting against gambling. I think for his electorate, the people who voted him in, gambling's a big issue. Anyway, we'll get to that in the Aussie English fact today. So, let's talk about the Aussie joke. Well, it's not an Aussie joke, it's just a joke, but I got a joke today about um, gambling, right? So, gambling, the expression today, which we'll get into too shortly, is cashier chips related to gambling. The joke's related to gambling as well. So, here's the joke, guys. What did the dealer say to the deck of cards? What did the dealer say to the deck of cards? I can't deal with you anymore. (sighs) What a perler. What a perler. What a good joke. I can't deal with you anymore. Do you get it? Do you get it? What did the dealer, the person who deals cards, as in to hand them out to the players, what did the dealer say to the deck of cards? I can't deal with you anymore. So, the joke here is obviously, I can't deal with you. Literally, that would be, I can't use you to deal when we're playing a game of cards. I can't physically do it. But to deal with someone is a phrasal verb that means to stand someone, to tolerate someone, to put up with someone. So, if you can't deal with someone, it's that they are annoying you and you cannot tolerate that person anymore. So, what did the dealer say to the deck of cards? I can't deal with you anymore, meaning I can't tolerate you, but also meaning I can't literally hand you out to other players. All right. Anyway, bad jokes aside, today's expression is to cash your chips. To cash your chips. This was suggested by Paola in the Aussie English Facebook group. If you guys are in the classroom, make sure that you send me an email with your Facebook email so that I can invite you to the Facebook group because this is where we suggest the expressions each week. You guys then vote on them and then I do them in this episode. So, to cash your chips. Good job, Paula. This is a really, really good one. The definitions, we'll go through that first. If you cash something, you know, cash your chips to cash something, it is to exchange something for money in terms of coins or notes as opposed to checks or money orders or credit online, right? That's cash. To cash something, to turn it into cash, to turn it into money like coins and notes, to cash something. A chip. A chip can be a few things, right? If you hit a trunk of wood, a tree with an axe, the bits of wood that come off the tree, the small pieces of wood that chip off the tree are called chips. And I would imagine this is where the word a chip comes from, which refers to a small disc used to represent money in betting games like poker uh, at casinos, right? So, I would imagine back in the day, people probably used chips of wood in order to represent money when they were gambling with one another, right? A chip, a small disc used to represent money. So, let's go through the expression definition, guys. Literally, To cash your chips, if you cash your chips, it is that you're at 
a casino or you are playing some kind of game where you're gambling money and you're using chips to represent money, obviously, and you're wanting to convert those chips into money after you've finished gambling. So, to cash your chips is literally to exchange your chips for money when you're done with playing a game. And it can also be to convert your assets into money more generally, right? If you want to sell your shares in a company or something and turn it into actual cash, you might cash your chips in that sense. But figuratively, if you cash your chips, this is to stop participating in a gathering or an activity. It is to leave a gathering like a party or some kind of event and or go to bed. And it can also mean to die. Okay, to cash your chips. So, let's go through three examples of how I would use this expression on a day-to-day basis, right, in in everyday life. Example number one. Imagine you're at a casino. You're obviously playing a card game like poker or blackjack. You're gambling. You've been gambling for a few hours. You've lost a bit. You've won a bit. But at the moment, you're ahead, right? So, you want to quit while you're ahead. You have um, made a bit of money. You're not at a loss. You're at a win. You're making a bit of money. Maybe you've made a few hundred dollars, a few hundred bucks, and it's a good time to call it quits. It's a good time to call it a day. It's a good time to go and cash your chips, both literally and figuratively, right? Cash your chips, turn them into cash, but also to leave figuratively, cash your chips, go home. So, you might turn to the dealer who's dealing out the cards at the table and maybe the other players as well and say, sorry, fellas, sorry, guys, I'm done for now. I'm going to cash my chips and head home. It's time to hit the sack. It's time to go home. Example number two, you're at a friend's party or family gathering of some kind, right? Maybe it's a baby shower and a baby shower is where you celebrate a pregnant woman who's about to give birth by showering her with baby gifts, right? Maybe you give her, um, what are baby gifts? Jesus. Um, (laughs) A dummy, a pack of nappies, some baby clothes, I don't know, whatever those sorts of items are. So, you're showering this woman with baby gifts at the baby shower and it's her first child. She and her husband bit the bullet a few months ago and they decided they wanted to start having children and lo and behold, within a few months, they were pregnant and well on the way to having their first child. So, once the party's wrapping up though, once it's finishing up, wrapping up, people are thinking about leaving, they may say, okay, time to go home, time to leave, it's time to cash our chips. Time to cash our chips and head home. Sorry to bail, but we're going to cash our chips and we're going to leave. Example number three. In this example, imagine you are a carer working at an old person's home, what we call a nursing home, an elderly people's home in Australia. And this is where elderly people, once they get to a certain age where they can't live on their own, they go to a nursing home and they're taken care of by carers. Um, So, one really grumpy old man named Bob who's always giving everyone hell. He's always treating everyone horribly. He's treating the staff horribly, the other members or clients really horribly. And he ends up getting sick and passing away at the ripe old age of 101. So, when you find this out, you might go and tell the other clients or the other staff, you might announce to them that this guy's passed away. You might say, oh, turns out Bob cashed his chips last night. He passed away. He died. He kicked the bucket. He snuffed it, he cashed his chips. And I guess a note here, guys, referring to someone dying in this way is somewhat 
insensitive, right? So, you can do it, but you need to be aware that in delicate situations, it could be perceived as offensive, right? So, if you were to, you know, be at a funeral or something and walk up to the person who was married to the person who died and said, I'm sorry to hear that Bob cashed his chips, you would want to use the correct term, pass away, right? I'm sorry to hear Bob passed away. That is the most correct term to use in sensitive situations. If, on the other hand, you're in informal situations, you're hanging out with friends, it's not a big deal, you don't even know the person you're referring to, saying things like kick the bucket, snuffed it, or cashed their chips is absolutely fine, okay? Let's go through a listen and repeat exercise as usual, guys. This is your chance to practice your pronunciation, whether you are trying to nail the Australian pronunciation like my sort of general Australian accent or whether you're trying to nail your American English, British English, Irish English, South African English, New Zealand English, whatever accent it is, focus on that and let's practice your pronunciation, okay? Let's go. Two. To cash. To cash your. To cash your chips. 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 Nice one, nice one. So, we're going to do this in the present perfect today for the full phrase conjugating through the different pronouns, okay? So, the present perfect tense to have done something in the perfect tense, right? Okay, so, let's go. I've cashed my chips. You've cashed your chips. He's cashed his chips. She's cashed her chips. We've cashed our chips. They've cashed their chips. It's cashed its chips. Good job, guys. Good job. I know it's not easy saying it at the speed that I say it quite often, using the connected speech that I use quite often, but I don't want to sort of coddle you. I don't want to baby you. You guys are intermediate to advanced learners. You need to be listening to and practicing the pronunciation of how native speakers actually speak. And so, that is why I try to keep this relatively advanced, okay? So, remember too, if you would like the breakdown video for the pronunciation connected speech, intonation, everything related to your pronunciation in English for this episode, as well as all the previous episodes, make sure you go to theaussieenglishclassroom.com, sign up, give it a go, and you'll get the video for today's episode, as well as all the previous expression episodes. All right, with that, guys, let's get into the Aussie English fact, and then we'll wrap up for the day. We'll finish up for the day. Okay, so today's Aussie fact is all about gambling. And it's more than one fact. It's a, it's a number of different facts. And I actually learned something new too when I was researching this for today's Aussie fact. So, gambling in Australia. So, the most popular forms of gambling in Australia include electronic gambling machines, also known as poker machines or the slang term 
pokies, uh, casino-based games such as poker and roulette and blackjack, lotteries, scratchies, which are scratch tickets where you get those tickets that you will use your nail or a coin to scratch the surface of to reveal a number or a symbol, scratchies, and online betting, particularly for racing and sports. In 2010, about 70% of all Australians gambled in one way or another, whether it was your one-off punt at the Melbourne Cup, the Horse Racing Cup, once a year in Melbourne, or the habitual gambler at the local TAB gambling on sports or racing as well. And TAB is used in Australia and New Zealand to stand for Total Aceta Agency Board, TAB. It's a betting shop, somewhere you go to bet on racing or sports. Australia spent about $19 billion in 2008 to 2009 on gambling, $12 billion of which was pissed away on the pokey machines alone. That's insane. That that really shocked me. Uh, Australia leads the developed world for gambling losses. Something else that shocked me. In 2014, the average Australian lost $1,279 per adult gambler, only just beating Singapore, who came in at $1,243 and way ahead of the US at $705, who was in third position. The average problem gambler Gambler in Australia loses 21 grand a year, 21k, $21,000 every single year, with about 115,000 Aussies considered problem gamblers. Another 280,000 Australians are considered moderate risk gamblers who are on their way to becoming problem gamblers, and a sixth of pokey players are considered problem gamblers. People aged 18 to 24 spend more on pokey machines than any other age group. Something else that shocked me as every time I've passed through one of those places with lots of poker machines, I tend to see a lot of elderly people in there. I don't see many people who are 18 to 24. So, there you go. And 90% of women who are deemed to be problem gamblers report that pokey machines were where their addiction began. Despite Australia being ranked 53rd in terms of population in the world, it has one-fifth of the world's pokey machines, easily having more pokey machines per head of capita than any other country in the world. And despite pokey machines accounting for 60 to 65% of all gambling revenue, most Aussies don't even play them. Nearly 75% of Aussies claim not to play a pokey machine in any given year, which is amazing considering that 75 to 80% of all problem gamblers use pokey machines. So, aside from all these negative things related to gambling, guys, as with many things in life, there's always a trade-off. There's always two sides to the coin or two sides to every story, right? And while gambling is obviously very detrimental, potentially harmful to problem gamblers, it's also an industry that comes with many positives. State tax revenue is between 4 to 13% of each state's total revenue in Australia, which is funneled into statewide service 
services like schools and hospitals and infrastructure. Online wagering and sports betting employs thousands of people and pays hundreds of millions in fees and taxes as well. And in 2009, hotels, clubs and casinos employed more than 150,000 Australians. So, there you go, guys. Whether you like gambling or you hate gambling, there are some facts for you. I hope you find them interesting. And if you do like gambling, I hope that you do it responsibly and don't piss away too much of your hard-earned savings. Anyway, with that, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. As usual, I hope you are having a ripper of a weekend and I will chat to you soon. All the best, guys. See you later. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast. If you wish to support the podcast and help me keep bringing you content, you can do so via my Patreon page. Remember, it's my mission here at Aussie English not only to help you understand Australian English, but to speak it like a native. If that's your goal, make sure you enrol in the Aussie English Classroom, guys, where you'll get all the bonus content for today's episode designed to improve your English even faster. Have a ripper of a day and I'll see you in class. Bye.